It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everybody? It is the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell, and what do you know? This is episode 328, and this is the first Locked On Redskins podcast after a victory since Jacksonville last week, uh, last year. (laughs) Since Jacksonville. That was week 15. Today, Sunday, whenever you are listening, History in the making. The Washington Redskins win their first game of the year and improve to one and five. They somehow, by the thinnest of margins, and I mean we mean the thinnest of margins, hold on for dear life and beat the dreadful Miami Dolphins 17 to 16 at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, Florida. Good for the Redskins, number one. Wins are not easy in this league, as you guys, as Redskins fans, and Redskins players, and Redskins coaches know full too well. They do not come easy. You cannot just snap your finger and think that you're going to show up and win a football game. And oftentimes, the Redskins have been accused of doing that over the years. They started off exactly as you would like them to start off after a couple of three rough offensive series with a suffocating defense and kind of jabbing the Miami Dolphins. And then eventually they got the offense going. Let's go inside the numbers, and then I'll give you some analysis After this win, again, 17-16 over the Miami Dolphins, who dropped to 0-5. The Redskins now 1-5 and host the 5-0 San Francisco 49ers this Sunday afternoon at FedEx Field at 1 o'clock for Alumni Weekend. The San Francisco 49ers, Kyle Shanahan. You remember him? Bruce Allen surely does. The 49ers are 5-0. And they waltz into FedEx Field looking to go 6-0 next week. They beat the Los Angeles Rams. The NFC champion L.A. Rams dropped to 3-3. 20-7 the final score there. All right, we'll get to a little bit on that later. But let's get you inside the numbers. After this miraculous, I guess, win by the Washington Redskins. All right, first, from an individual team stat 
standpoint or from a team stat standpoint, not an individual stat standpoint, from a team stat standpoint, the Redskins were out first downed 21-13 to by the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins were playing from behind. The Dolphins got hot in the fourth quarter when they replaced Josh Rosen with Ryan Fitzpatrick. The Dolphins were 3 of 14 on third down. The Redskins, brutal. 2 of 11. Yuck. The Redskins did have more net yards of offense, 311 to 271. The Redskins ran 11 less offensive plays. 69 for the Dolphins, nice. To 58 for the Redskins. An average gain of 5.4 for the Washington Redskins. An average gain of 3.9 for the Miami Dolphins. The Redskins outrushed the Dolphins, 145 to 84. They lost the passing battle, 187 to 166. Most of that damage coming late. Penalties, 6 for 56 for the Redskins, 5 for 45. For the Dolphins, not that bad, all things considered, when you consider where the NFL is and also how bad the Redskins have been in that area. Six for 56, there just wasn't those back-breaking holdings and false starts and illegal shifts and all the other junk that they normally have, and one of them was certainly at least questionable. We'll get to that on the defense. No turnovers for the Redskins. Two for the Miami Dolphins. Again, that'll be part of the defensive story. Seven punts for each team. Each team did all right. Averaging 45 yards per kick for the Redskins, 44-3 for the Dolphins. A couple of touchdowns apiece. The Redskins were one of two kicking field goals. The one, a long miss. We'll get into that strategy in a little bit. The Redskins didn't have the ball for as long as the Miami Dolphins did. 32 minutes and 39 seconds for a Dolphins team that came into this one with a 23-minute time of possession average. Yikes. 27-21 for the Redskins in their 17-16 win over the Miami Dolphins. First, some individual stats before we turn the page and move on to some analysis. Case Keenum, 13 of 25, 166 yards, and two touchdowns, no interceptions, and a 99-8 quarterback rating. Adrian Peterson, 23 carries, 118 yards, a long of 25. Really got going on the Redskins' fourth offensive drive, which was their first defensive drive. Uh, first, uh, I'm sorry, offense, uh, fourth offensive drive, which was their first offensive touchdown. Let's put it the right way. Chris Thompson, three carries, 12 yards. Case Keenum, four for 10. Wendell Smallwood, one for four. Steven Sims, one for one on an, on an end around, which was a pretty little setup. And Paul Richardson had one rushing attempt and no yards. From a receiving standpoint, Terry McLaurin, scary Terry, the show. Seven targets, four catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns, a long of 33. What's interesting is the 33-yard touchdown wasn't even his best catch, nor was the 25-yard, I can't speak, nor was the 25-yard 
touchdown catch that he had. I'll explain. Jeremy Sprinkle, starting tight end, three targets, two catches, 24 yards, a long of 19. Uh, that was a good job by Case Keenum on that one. Uh, he stepped up into the pocket and got good protection from Wendell Smallwood uh, on a third down call. Adrian Peterson, two catches on two targets, 18 yards. Chris Thompson, three targets, two catches, eight yards, got hurt. Nothing major, we don't think. But you never know with Chris Thompson. He did partially drop a touchdown catch. Trey Quinn, really one of his quietest games. Four targets, two catches, eight yards, a complete non-factor. Kelvin Harmon, one target, one catch, eight yards. Paul Richardson, four targets, no catches. Yuck. On defense, the Washington Redskins. Landon Collins, 12 combined tackles, one sack. He also broke up a touchdown pass or a potential touchdown pass from Ryan Fitzpatrick, which ultimately they scored a touchdown on, but he was beaten coverage, and he made a nice recovery, and he swatted the ball away, maybe by design, uh, maybe by instinct, maybe by feel, who knows. But he could have also been partially responsible for the breakdown in coverage on the Devontae Parker Touchdown from 11 yards out from Ryan Fitzpatrick with six seconds left that put the Redskins in a position to lose this game. We'll get more on that in just a little bit. John Bostick had eight combined tackles. He also had a bad personal foul that wiped out a third down stop. Quentin Dunbar continues to be the Redskins' best corner by far. Six tackles, one key interception, timed it perfectly, jumped a little quick slant or stop. And came away with the turnover. Cole Holcomb, six tackles. Fabian Moreau, five tackles. And another defensive holding penalty that seemingly is like one every week. Jonathan Allen had three tackles and two sacks for 12 lost yards. Josh Norman, three tackles. Partially beat beat on the touchdown. That again put the Redskins in position to lose that game. Maybe it was Landon Collins' fault as well. But Josh Dorman was definitely late and beat. He also had a defensive holding penalty, which gave the Dolphins a first down on a previous drive for their first touchdown, as opposed to a second down. Uh, Deron Payne, three tackles, no sacks. Monte Nicholson, three tackles. Sean Deion Hamilton had a great interception, dropped back, covered two in a zone, read it perfectly. Beautiful break on it. Two tackles as well. Montez Sweat had two tackles, but he also had a pass bat down, knockdown. Ryan Anderson, two tackles. Should have had a sack, which at that point would have been the Redskins' fifth of the game, but they took it away because of a personal foul. It was helmet-to-helmet contact. He was not spearing, leading, but it was helmet-to-helmet contact, so they took it away. Um, let me see. Matt Ioannidis had a sack and one tackle. Uh, Tavon Hester had a sack and one tackle. Ryan Kerrigan, just a tackle. No sacks. Didn't feel like he was a big part uh, of the game in any way. So the Redskins had Landon Collins with a sack, Jonathan Allen with two, Matt Ioannidis with one, and Tavon Hester with one, and they should have had a sixth, again, from Ryan Anderson. But five sacks total, pretty darn good. They knocked out Josh Rosen, not injury. They made a change uh, and went to Ryan Fitzpatrick, which gave the Dolphins some momentum, 
give Ryan Pat- Fitzpatrick some credit. Uh, he found all of his receivers. He started move- He started getting rid of the football uh, pretty quickly. Uh, Gasecki had 51 yards. Mark Walton had 43. Uh, Williams had 31. Kenyon Drake, 30. Devontae Parker, 28. So they really spread it around. Getting those two touchdowns did the Miami Dolphins. All right, when we come back, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, we will go inside the X's and O's of some of the big decisions and moments in this game and then get a quick peek at the San Francisco 49ers and where the Redskins rank and fit in in the NFC East after six weeks of the NFL's 2019 calendar. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast. This is episode number 328. I am Chris Russell. Guys, Peloton is offering a limited time offer. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Go to OnePeloton.com and use the promo code LOCKED to get started. That's OnePeloton.com and use the promo code LOCKED to get started. I'm Chris Russell. This is LOR, episode number 328. The Redskins finally win a football game. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell, Locked on Redskins. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Not to go to work, not to go to the store because you forgot something, but ready to go to the bedroom. That's right. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, fellas. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, and you can be ready to go whenever the opportunity comes about. If you could benefit from a little extra function, fellas, and more confidence where it matters, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew. Is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit BlueChew.com, you get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping again. That's B-L-U-E Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Get it now, guys. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found... Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, this is episode number 328 of the Locked On Redskins Podcast. I'm Chris Russell. A couple of decisions that I want to go through here uh, as we have, you know, a little bit of time to go over this 17-16 win for the Washington Redskins in Miami against the hapless and pathetic Dolphins. Give them credit. They played hard, and they made a nice comeback. Uh, The Redskins went for a 55-yard field goal attempt, a 55-yard field goal attempt for Dustin Hopkins in the, um, let me see, it was the early fourth quarter, which ultimately set up, it was the first play of the fourth quarter, It was a 4th and 9 from the Miami 37. A 55-yard field goal, technically 54 and change. but You get the point. They move it to 55, whatever. Uh, And Dustin Hopkins had enough leg, but it went wide right. Dustin Hopkins is, you know, listen, he's always got the leg. Uh, The accuracy is another thing. Uh, He's not a guy that I would trust often from 50-plus. But because he's got the leg, he's always going to be given the opportunity uh, and 55 yards is a really long field goal. I, I was a little surprised there uh, that Bill Callahan played that so aggressively, but maybe I shouldn't have been. Um, the problem is, is when you miss a field goal, especially when the line of scrimmage is the 37, they move it back seven-plus yards in this particular case, and Miami took over at their own 45-yard line with Fitzpatrick under center. So they make the quarterback switch after they maybe get a little momentum from the missed field goal and great field position. Josh Rosen out, Fitzpatrick in, and of course he starts clicking nine yards on a run, eight yards to Albert Wilson, Kenyon Drake with a five-yard run, Fitzpatrick with an 18-yard pass to Mark Walton down to the Redskins' 15-yard line. Then an incompletion, which should have been that touchdown that we were kind of mentioning with Landon Collins. It was thrown right down the seam. Collins beat, but he nicely recovered. Maybe he got lucky there a little bit. Who knows? Maybe that's just pure instinct. Then Fitzpatrick with a nine-yard pass down to the six to Kenyon Drake. Drake for a three-yard run. Fitzpatrick with an incompletion, but Josh Norman on first down. Again, it would have been second down. He has a defensive holding. Now it's, again, a first down. They move up two yards, first and goal from the one, boom. And the Redskins made a defensive stop on Ballage and then eventually gave up the touchdown. What do you expect there? Not many teams are going to miss that opportunity, even as bad as the Dolphins are. They finally get on the board. They had been outscored 91 to nothing in second halves of games, including this one, up to that point. That was their first points in four-plus games in the second half. You want to talk about second-half adjustments? Whew, man. All of a sudden, a nine-play, 55-yard drive, three minutes, 59 seconds, and it's 17-10 because Miami had scored on a field goal. So that made it 17-10. That was their first points of the second half, the Ballage one-yard uh, touchdown run. Look, I don't like 
any 55-year-old field goal attempt. Not when I have to give the ball up at the 45 if I miss. You're basically giving the opposing offense a gift. I'll take my chances with a punt that I can cough and corner or even going for it. Because if you go for this particular this particular situation, the worst thing you do, if you go for it and get zero yards, instead of a 55-yard miss and the Dolphins taking over at their 45-yard line, what you do is you give the Washington, uh, you give the Miami Dolphins an opportunity, right, to take over at the 37, the 37. So, to me, I'd rather them take over at the 37 and say, you know what, it's a low percentage hope that I'm going to get the three points as opposed to the 45, which is the more likely result and scenario. Eight yards might not seem like a big deal to you. It is to me. Why give any sliver of opportunity, of hope? Doesn't always mean it's the wrong decision. It's just what I feel, and what I liked and what I didn't like. Um, the Redskins kind of got lucky because the Dolphins, after they scored that first touchdown at 17-10, they kicked an onside kick and... Because they were offsides or because they had illegal touching, I forget what the official call was. There was kind of like some confusion uh, on that. They recovered, but the Redskins got the ball back. And the Dolphins' momentum there was stunted a little bit. Um, Yeah, he was offsides. They they were offsides. Sorry about that. Uh, So then they just kicked away. And the Redskins were able to return it and start on offense. And there was one other situation that I wanted to get to, and that was the Redskins made a defensive stop. Nice job on a third and nine by Sean Dion Hamilton. The the Dolphins punt. The Redskins try and run the ball. From the Redskins' one-yard line, which is going to drive people crazy because Kyle Shanahan never used to do that. (sighs) Then, on second and ten, they run a little play action in case Keenum dials it up perfectly, Terry McLaurin. That was the play that was the most impressive. 32 yards along the sideline. The route was tremendous. The concentration, the focus, the connection, everything was great. Terrifically done. That was the best play of the game, despite it not being a scoring play. Where it happened on the field, when it happened, it should have given the Redskins an opportunity to ice that game. From there, they went five-yard run, Adrian Peterson, correct call. Timeout one by the Dolphins. Three-yard run, Adrian Peterson, timeout two by the Dolphins, just under three minutes. Uh, Then, Adrian Peterson, three-yard run, timeout two by the Dolphins, just under three minutes. Case Keenum with a scramble for two yards. That was that wild kind of spinning whatever it was. And then on third and five from midfield, they threw a deep ball trying to hit a home run to Paul Richardson, and it fell incomplete with 2.15 left to go. Again, I would have preferred to run in that spot. I know a lot of people wouldn't, but I would have preferred to have the Dolphins use their final timeout 
with 2.15 left on the clock, and they would have had to use it, presumably, before the two-minute warning, or they could have saved it and just run it down to the two-minute warning. But now you're at 2.15. The Redskins still have a lot to clean up, obviously. Uh, Defensively, they were very good in the first half. Again, they got to Josh Rosen. They knocked them down. They sacked them five different times. Could have been six, should have been six. But then they kind of wilted down the stretch. Maybe it was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Maybe it was the heat and humidity. Maybe it's just the Redskins' defense not very good. Give the Dolphins credit. We don't know. I mean, I'll probably say, you know what, give Ryan Fitzpatrick some credit. He gave them a little spark. He's fearless. He spreads the ball around. They were on the field for a long time. This Redskins' defense is not built to be on the field for 31, 32 minutes a game. They are not built for that. They are at their best when they can be on the field for 27 minutes or less. And the offense isn't good enough, and the defense isn't good enough to sustain it basically being flipped. All right, when we come back, we'll put the finishing touches on this quick snaps edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us on episode number 328. 328. More content throughout the week. Redskins 1-5. and They're only two games out of first place. We'll explain why next on LOR. 328. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, this is the Locked On Redskins podcast. It is episode number 328. Before we get uh, a couple of things in on the offense, the Redskins are only two games out of first place at one and five because the Philadelphia Eagles lost to Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings today, or Sunday, to drop to three and three. And the Dallas Cowboys have now lost three in a row. They lose to the New York Jays. And Sam Darnold back in the lineup. They've now lost three in a row. They are three and three. The New York Giants are two and four and have head-to-head for whatever that's worth. But right now, right now, the Redskins are only two games out of first place. Ah, only. That's a significant chunk. (laughs) But when you're one and five, you can say only two games out of first place, quite honestly. So that's... I kind of look at that. Philadelphia and Dallas next week. They play each other on Sunday night football. The Redskins, of course, hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Forget who the Giants play. Um, The New York Giants will play the Arizona Cardinals at home next week. So just a finishing touch or two uh, on the offense For the Redskins, we're going to dive more into this this week because this is going to be a hot-button topic. Uh, There are a lot of people and people that I love and respect that are upset that the Redskins ran the ball more today. They want the Redskins to throw the ball 90% of the time, 85% of the time, 80% of the time. They do not want the Redskins to be a running team. The Redskins ran the ball 33 times today. They passed 25 times. That's a heavy, heavier skew than you would like. I mean, nobody wants to be 60-40 run. That's the way it worked out today against the porous 
Miami Dolphins run defense. Clearly, those numbers have to be more even more balanced, if not skewed more towards the passing game. And I think you will get that next Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers. However, it's absurd to think that Case Keenum, that your offense is better off having Case Keenum drop back 30 or 35 times. It's absurd. You're not paying attention. I'm sorry. This is not Tom Brady. This is not Aaron Rodgers. This is not Peyton Manning. This is not Phillip Rivers. This is not Ben Roethlisberger. This is not Drew Brees. Case Keenum threw 25 times today. I'm fine with that. He shouldn't be asked to throw more than 25, 26, 27 times at best. You want to do 30? Mm, Okay. I'm not doing ever more than 30. You're begging for trouble there. So if it has to be more 50-50 run split, I'm fine with that. And please, remember this. Bill Callahan never said winning is about rushing attempts only. He said it's about rushing attempts and pass completions. And the Redskins completed 13 of 25. That's the reason why the offense wasn't any better. Not because they ran the ball more. Not because they couldn't run the ball. Because Case Keenum wasn't good enough. He was only 13 of 25. Chris Thompson dropped a contested touchdown in the end zone on a third down. Adrian Peterson fumbled the ball the play before that. Could have been a touchdown on either play, and it's a different story. Case Keenum should not be throwing anything more than 27, 28 pass attempts at max. Shouldn't be dropping back any more than 30 times a game. You are begging for trouble. And I I just don't understand how people don't see this. All right, that's going to put a wrap on episode number 328. Thanks for being with us. The Redskins finally win 17-16. to They'll host Kyle Shanahan and the 5-0 San Francisco 49ers coming up this Sunday at 1 o'clock at FedEx Field. Congratulations to Cousin Kyle. They beat the Rams 20-7. to Jimmy Garoppolo, 24-33, 243. No touchdowns and an interception, but they have that three-headed monster at running back between Coleman, Breida, Mostert. Uh, and, you know, if they can keep those guys healthy and if they can ever get uh, what's-his-name that they signed from Minnesota ever back healthy uh, again, they are going to be a pretty darn good offense. They're not a great offense by any means, but they're effective. George Kittle is a beast, and he is going to be a really tough matchup for Landon Collins and company this upcoming Sunday. All right, that puts a wraps on this episode. Back with more, episode 329. As soon as we can crank it out on Monday late afternoon, early evening, stay with us. I'm Chris Russell. Locked on Redskins. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.